Hello, and welcome to the Sisters in the Spirit podcast. My prayer is that this podcast would be a ray of hope for your week. My name is Sarah St. Clair, and I'm delighted that you have joined me here. We are going to connect around the life-giving truths we find in God's Word and have honest conversation about the challenges we face day to day. I want to encourage you from my own life experiences and also chat with women like yourself who have walked through seasons of suffering and yet remained strong in their faith. Sister, you are not alone. You are precious to the Heavenly Father. Let's grow together as we seek to know Christ and worship Him in every area of our life. Hello, and welcome to episode four of Sisters in the Spirit. I'm really glad that you've chosen to join me today uh, to listen to this episode. Um, I just know your heart is going to be so encouraged and blessed Um, because it is my first interview and the Lord, um, orchestrated allowing me to connect with, um, a new friend. I actually just met her right before we did the interview and, um, but the Lord connected us and it was just so timely and, Um, the friend that is going to talk with us about her anxiety journey, Cassie, um, we had to postpone her interview, um, but we'll be publishing that episode in a couple weeks. So, um, don't worry, we're still going to cover that topic because I know it is, very um, important and needed for so many of us who have struggled with anxiety issues or are struggling with that right now. So look forward to that episode in a couple of weeks. But um, today's episode is um, one of um, trust and surrender and saying yes to God. Um and trusting him through really difficult circumstance. So, um, but before we get into that, I just wanted to check in and ask you, how has your week been? Um, how have you seen God show up, um, for you this week? Um, I would love to hear about it. So, Um, If you haven't yet joined the Sisters in the Spirit Facebook page, um, hop on over there and send a request to join and I will let you in and just love to um, keep in touch with all of you that way and put a face to all of you listeners and be able to share throughout the week, some of the things that God's doing, um, in my life. So, um, one of the highlights for my week 
was that my husband, Tim, was actually um, given the opportunity, um, offered the chance to direct um, two theater productions at our church this year. And so if you've been following along with the um, podcast up to this point, you know that um, we've been really praying for God to give direction and open new doors for um, my husband's work and allowing him to use his gifts and abilities with theater um, locally here. And so I'm just super excited for him to have this opportunity. And the Easter production, um, he actually gets to write the um, the production. So um, this has been something that I know I remember in college, like him and me talking about um, his ability to write music and all these different ideas for um, different storylines that he had in his um, head. And um, now he has a chance to uh, put some of that onto paper. So um, if you live locally, you'll want to check out Beach Springs Theater Company. And um, if you like to sing and act, you could even come and audition. So um, check that out. But that is one way that God just really showed up on our behalf this week. Um, some of the challenges that we've been um, facing, one of my daughters has a ear infection right now and has just been in a lot of pain. So today I was just um, trying to do all the things to help manage the pain and give her medicine and um, just comfort her. And as, as you know, it is exhausting when um, you have somebody who needs you um, more than normal. Um, so my heart goes out to all of you friends who have children with chronic illnesses and, um, have to be caregiver, um, around the clock and that takes such a extra grace and strength. Um, so our dishwasher's broken, um, and we lived all summer with a broken dishwasher and finally had it replaced sometime in the fall. I think maybe October. So um, we rent our little townhouse and have to wait on the landlords to decide um, when they're going to fix stuff or replace things. So... Um, it was a long wait and they finally replaced it. Well, it lasted all of like maybe two months, maybe. And I'm pretty sure it's either the board that went out or the heating element. Something is not cleaning the dishes anymore. And, um, so this 
this week we're back to hand washing all of the dishes. Um, so for a family of eight um, that is on the go a lot, it is um, been a a little bit of a challenge to keep up with all of that. And yes, I do know that I can ask my kids to wash the dishes. So all of them take turns. Um, but it still is, um, difficult to keep on top of it. I feel like we all take turns washing and then we turn around and eat another meal and there's another pile of dishes to, to start on. So, um, my mother-in-law is amazing at keeping up with dishes. So, um, I always stand in awe of the fact that she just gets them clean so fast and, um, it seems like they just never pile up at her house. So I need her to rub some of that magic off on us, um, right now with our dishwasher problems. But, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it really is not that big of a deal, but, um, it's one of those modern conveniences that when you get used to relying on it and then it's not there, it, um, can be frustrating. So, and then our heater had been broken and, um, they finally came and put a new heater in the house and that took a whole like six hours or something like they were here most of the day it felt like um and then by that night it quit working <laughs> and so we had to message them and tell them come back so a few days later, they showed up and were able to fix it. It's been a few days now that it's been consistently blowing out heat. So I think we're in the clear with the heater and it has been chilly. So um definitely thankful that they were able to get that fixed. But those are just some of the challenges that we've had this week. Um, and I'm sure each of you can relate and, um, have your own set of challenges that just each week brings something. Um, but the Lord always also sends blessings. Um, one of the blessings for me this week was being able to picture pick up a couple of, um, extra sub hours for teaching at the dance studio. And, um, it will just help provide a little extra money in the pocket. And right now that is, um, a definite encouragement, um, just how God just meets our needs and continues to provide, um, our daily bread. Um, every day I'm just reminded, like, it's daily bread. It's not, you know, when God provided the manna in the desert, it wasn't for the whole week or for a month. Um, but it was for that day. And so just keeping that in mind and realizing that it's okay to be needy every day, but, um, to take it to our heavenly father who cares and, um, 
knows our need and loves us so much and wants very much to provide and um, meet our needs if we just ask him. So if there's an area in your life that you feel lack, um, talk to your Heavenly Father about it. He wants to um, lavish his love and um, be generous towards you. But sometimes our hearts struggle to declare our need and receive it. So that's my challenge um, for you uh, this week. Um, But I don't want to delay any longer. Let's jump in and um, meet our wonderful guest and hear what God's laid on her heart. All right. So I'm here with um, a new friend of mine named Christina Custodio. And um, she has been so kind to pinch hit for me for my first podcast interview. Um, Totally delighted to have her on and um, just feel very privileged um, because she actually is an author of a book and um, is a motivational speaker. So we are in for a real treat today. So, Christina, welcome to Sisters in the Spirit. I'm so glad to be here. And um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. I am a wife and a mother. I have three kids. They are 17, 20, and 21. So I want to say we're almost done, but not really, because one will be coming back. Yes, (laughs) they tend to do that. Yes, and that's okay. (laughs) I like them. How many years have you been married? I have been married 23 years. Oh, wonderful. Yes. Getting close to the big 25. Yes. Hopefully we can do something fun. Yes. Um, I, we live in Greenville, South Carolina, and we've been here about 20 years, which is amazing to me, but we met, my husband and I met in Ohio, but I am from California and he is from New York. Wow. Yes. So that's an interesting story that can be saved for another time. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that's so cool, though. Yes. But I do all kinds of things. I write, obviously. I speak. I am a photographer. I am a substitute teacher part-time at the high school, and I love high schoolers. I love that age group. I never thought I would say that, but they are amazing. That's awesome. Yes. And um, I usually just stay home until it's time to leave town. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Uh My life is not super exciting except for the various things that God does to make them excited, to make it exciting. Yeah. You stay home and recoup and (laughs) um, store up for the next big adventure. Yes. So one of the questions that I asked on um, my Sisters in the Spirit Facebook group was, are you a coffee or a tea person? Coffee. 
Absolutely. I'm trying to drink more tea. I actually was trying to stop drinking coffee. Yes. But I couldn't do it. Yes. <laughs> I just, I love the way it tastes. I, I know. It's a delightful yes. treat. It's delightful. Yes. <laughs> I I start my morning with a cup of coffee and um, I've gotten in the habit now of having a second one halfway yes. through the morning. Yes. So, um, yes. but that's usually it. Um, if I drink it late at night, it's, I, I wake up halfway yes. through the night and yeah. my brain won't shut off so it's so good though <laughs> but um well let's dive right in um to hear about your story and um part of your life journey that kind of changed everything for you um yes. so um why don't you take us back to that time okay. and tell us what happened it was September 8th, 2015, and I had just dropped my son Isaiah off at football practice. He was 13 at the time, and not much after I dropped him, not long after I dropped him off, I got a call from the trainer telling me I needed to come pick him up because he had a really bad headache, and mm. I probably shouldn't let him, you know, hang out and play. So... I kind of took my time. I wasn't worried about it. And when I got there, it was clear that something was wrong. He was incoherent. He wasn't able to put a sentence together. He was throwing up. He was mm. begging to just one word at a time, home. He kept saying home and hurt. And then he said help. Mm. And that kind of stopped me in my tracks. Yeah. And we got him in the car. And... I took him to the emergency room, and they hadn't been hitting that day because they were just running plays. They had a game the next day, and they weren't hitting, so I wasn't sure what was happening. Yeah. But by the time we got there, he was not responsive. His eyes were open, but he wasn't responding to anything. Wow. And we ultimately found out that he had severe brain, brain hemorrhaging, and he was dying. Wow. And it was very scary, of course. Yeah. Um, but even more scary was that I had always felt like Isaiah was going to die young. Mm. I just had this, there was something in me, mother's intuition or God yeah. actually, I think preparing me is more of what that was. Yeah. Um, I'd always just felt that that was going to happen. So I thought, oh my gosh, it, he's 13. And this is happening. He is going to die. Yeah. And he ended up having to have emergency brain surgery. And they opened him up to stop the bleeding and just figure out what was going on. And, you know, of course, I sent out a text and those people sent out texts and it just went all over. And yes, we ended up having a hospital room full of friends and family there to support us which was amazing and pray for us but there was a point where I left the waiting room he was in surgery I left the waiting room and I knew I needed to pray because that's what we do yes. but I didn't know how because right. I felt like God had told me right and so I just I just went in the bathroom and I said, God, change your mind, change your mind. Mm. I just said it over and over again, change your mind. I, I couldn't think of anything else to say. Yeah. And I came out 
of the bathroom and I felt peace. Mm -hmm. I was still scared, but peace. I had peace at the same time. I knew I didn't, I didn't know what the outcome would be. I didn't even have a sense of what it would be. Yeah. But I knew that no matter what God chose to do or not do, I would be okay. My family would be okay. My marriage would be okay. My girls would be okay. Yeah. I knew we'd be okay, which if you had asked me if I faced that before then, right? I would have thought, and I've said before, I think many of us have, yes. have questioned, what would I do if I lost a child? Yeah. I said, you'd have to take me. Yeah. I wouldn't survive it. Right. So it was actually a very surprising response. Yes to that situation, but I was calm and, you know, we waited through the surgery and he survived it. And, you know, it was still kind of touch and go for a couple days, but mm. eventually I believed that God did indeed change his mind. Yes. And we spent 44 days in the hospital and just all kinds of lessons and, mm -hmm. God just showed up every single day and it was, um, it was surreal because yeah, <laughs> I did not, that's not something I saw happening in my life, of course, but right. I lived in the hospital for 44 days with him. Wow. And, um, my husband would visit us and the girls yeah. would visit, but that was our home for that period of time. Yeah. And, um, it, it was quite a journey. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, so were there moments during that time that you felt that God had abandoned you? I never felt that way because it was a gift for one that he, he showed me. I mean, from moment one that mm -hmm. he was there. I think because it was so big that I don't think I would have survived. But I also had to open my eyes to it. Yeah. Because sometimes we just you know, assume the position of sorrow and we miss all of the things that God is doing. But I kind of refused to take that position, Yeah, you know? Um, so I was, I could see it in every moment. If Isaiah had been at home when that happened, when he got that headache, yeah, I would have given him some ibuprofen and told him to go to sleep. Yeah. And he would have died. Yeah. But because he was out doing something, you know, we were, we saw that we needed to go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. um, and even just when I first got to the waiting room, I had to go by myself. I went in the ambulance while my husband followed behind. Um, actually, he, yes, why he followed behind because we had to go to a different hospital. Yeah. So even I had to be by myself when I walked into a waiting room. Mm -hmm while I'm facing the possible death of my child. And there was a woman there with her family and she asked me why I was there. Mm. And I told her, and she also had a son who was dying. All of his organs were shutting down. Wow. But that woman came over to me and she knelt, asked, she asked if she could pray for me and she knelt down and she prayed for me while her son That's incredible. was dying. Yeah. So, I mean, in the very first moments, yeah. you know, God showed up. And every day after that, we were, we had church family bring us food 
And we were able to share it with people who didn't have support because we yeah. had so much. Where there were, I mean, every day there was yes. something. There was something. I love that. Yeah. It was so good. Um, so how did you face the days ahead once you left the hospital? One moment at a time. <laughs> I, I had a hard, I couldn't think about the future too mm-hmm. much. I mean, you know, we can't help but think about that. Um, I didn't know what Isaiah's life would look like. He was able to, well, one thing I didn't say was that when he woke up, he couldn't walk or talk or do anything. Okay. It was a miracle that he even recognized us. Wow. Because he shouldn't have lived, first yes. of all. And he had such severe hemorrhaging in his brain that they weren't sure, you know, if he would be able to do anything. Mm. They they prepared for us. They prepared us for the fact that he might be a vegetable. So the fact that we got through that, number one, was a miracle. He learned how to talk and walk. Not well, but before he got out of the hospital, he could walk. And, wow. Um, just, but we didn't know. We didn't know. Yeah. So there were some days I was concerned, you know, I didn't know how far God would take him. But every day there was improvement and God just showed out. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, what helped you the most during that time, either like personally or for friends? Cause I know a lot of us sometimes wonder what the right thing to do for friends that are hurting. The fact that friends called and showed up and brought us food because I couldn't, all I was focused on was Isaiah and helping him get better yeah. So I had friends clean our house, which was hard for me. Yes. <laughs> it was very hard. It's very difficult to let people do things for me. But I also realized that not letting them kind of blocked the blessing they would get from serving in that way. So yeah. we we accepted those things and um just seeing God every day. I mean there were things we'd be driving somewhere and I'd see something, anything. Yeah. And I felt like God was just downloading lessons into my brain. He yeah. would show me where he was in every little thing. Mm-hmm. It was a gift. But I think he does that. Yes. For all of us. We mm-hmm. just don't always pay attention. It's just at that time I needed to hold on to those things. So I was really paying attention. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. our... Um, our spiritual senses are heightened, yes. I think, during yes. times like that. Yes. So that was a great encouragement to mm-hmm. me, just that he showed up, that I could see that he showed up. I yeah. say he showed up like he wasn't right. there already. But yes. Yeah. yeah. For me, um, butterflies are mm-hmm. one of my reminders um, yeah. that God loves me. Yes. And um, when I was... 17 or so um I had been in a a service where the preacher encouraged us just to pick something in nature mm. that you don't see all the time yeah. but when you see it it's your reminder of God's love and so I picked a butterfly yeah. um and it's amazing 
the times that butterflies show up. Yes, we um, don't see much of those anymore. Nope. Right. But every once in a while, like, you know, I'm having a horrible day and yeah. boop, there's a butterfly and I'm like, okay, like, I'm God. here in yep. case you forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was one of the hardest challenges during that time? I think, well, probably giving my girls what they needed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because it was very easy to focus on Isaiah. Yeah. And they were very good about it. They knew that he needed extra, but I had to be very intentional about spending time with them and giving them what they needed. As I mean, they were young. My oldest was 14, and the youngest was 10. So, wow. yeah. They needed some things. Mm-hmm. And just the uncertainty of what the future looked like and how long was I going to have to help Isaiah and what should I do for him and not do for him and what did God have in all of this Yeah, for our family? Mm-hmm. Just the unknown. I think the unknown is difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, were there any special Bible verses that became really anchoring to you during that time Isaiah 40 31 which Isaiah has actually become one of my very favorite books of the Bible I think yes Yes. it's just it's an amazing book and I don't I didn't read it during this time just because it was the name of my son but that's what continued to pop up for me but Isaiah 40, 31 says, But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will mm-hmm. soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And when I would have a hard day or when we would have a hard day, I would just remember that. I, God is going to lift me up and give me strength. Yeah. And he did, always. Whether it was, we had some days where Isaiah was just, frustrated and sad and mm-hmm. not not many because he's got this supernatural joy about him but um some of those days I would have to remind him that yeah. God was there and that God had a purpose um for everything and I don't I don't believe that God does these things to us right. but he allows them and then he can use them yes he doesn't waste our pain yes and so just reminding him of that and uh and mm. scriptures like that. Yeah. We're not gonna we're not gonna die. We're not gonna fall down. We're gonna be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um how has it changed you as a person? Mm. Well, <laughs> a lot has changed, period, in in my life, but I think during the times when I struggle to trust God, I go back to that night Yeah, when I trusted him with my son's whole life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's not just because he saved him, but it's because he showed me that he was going to take care of us no matter what. That moment when I asked him to change his mind, I, I knew that he may not. Yeah. And um, I remember just... I go back to that and remember, Christina, you trusted him. Even though you didn't know what was going to happen, you trusted him that he was going to take care of you. So I have wow. to go back 
to that often. Mm-hmm. And um, just everything that's happened, the whole community came together during this time in support of us. And I started writing. I created a Facebook page just to keep friends and family updated. Yeah. And it ended up, and I would just share what was going on each day and what I was learning. And, you know, it wasn't, oh, God is so good and we're going to get through this. <laughs> I mean, yes, God is good, but I hate this. Yeah. You know, it was just raw and honest. And, yeah. Um, this is not fun. And I wanted to beat my child, but, you know, mm-hmm. just all the things. Yeah. And, I learned during that time that sharing our struggles and sharing and just being transparent and authentic makes a difference in the world. We ended up having over 3,000 followers very quickly who just, I couldn't understand it at first. You know, I said to my friend, I said, I don't understand why people care about our story. Yeah. And she said, because you're honest, Christina, nobody tells it like that people don't tell all of the things right and then show got people god in it Mm -hmm. i'm sure there are people who do but apparently that's not common it's not common (laughs) i did not we like to clean up first (laughs) yes yes i didn't clean up and um but god is in all the messes so yeah that knowing that i could encourage people through Mm -hmm through whatever I'm going through was huge. So I do that now and I just share. And there's always, there's always someone, usually more than one who is struggling with something. Yeah. And um, they need to know that somebody else is going through it and that somebody else is getting through it. Yeah. And they need to know how. Yeah. So that just, not being afraid to share my testimony each day and knowing that it's not always just people who go to church every Sunday or have a relationship with God and being courageous enough to say, yeah, this is, this is my life. And this is, this is who rules my life. And this is why I'm okay. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah. Finding, finding that place. And it just has showed me more of who I am. I think. Yeah. God created me to be. Mm-hmm. So, um, what does your life look like now? Um, what led you to write mm. a book? <laughs> and, um, yeah. Well, um, I never planned to write a book, for one. <laughs> um, I never wanted to be a speaker, And it's just very interesting how God (laughs) said, this is what I have for you, but this is what's going to happen first. I never would have done it. Right. I never would have done it. But um, during that time, I was writing every day and just sharing what God was doing. So many people would say, you should write a book. You should write a book. And I thought, I'm not writing a book just (laughs) because you tell me to. You know, I'm not one of those people who hears something, somebody tells you you do well and you should do this. And, you know, I just, yeah. I don't care. Right. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> that and sounds said, like a lot of work. I don't yeah, think so. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, you know, if God tells me to write it, okay, but you are not mm-hmm. God. But he was telling me through, I think through so many people 
Mm -hmm. Um, And I finally, at some point, realized, I guess I didn't see how it could make a difference. Yeah. Because that's what I've always wanted to do in my life is make a difference. Mm -hmm. But I, he impressed upon me at some point, no, it, you're making a difference just on this little Facebook page. Imagine being able to put something out in the world about all of this and what it can do, how far it can go. So I decided to do that. And I really just took, I had all the notes. I had every, you know, I kept, I wrote every day. So I was able to share all of that, plus some things I didn't share, um, just little details. Yeah. Um, and just how God was working in all of it. And um, just, yeah. So. And, and what's the name of the book? When God Changed His Mind. Okay. Yes. And um, people can find it. They can find it anywhere books are sold online. Okay. Yeah, Amazon is easy, but yes. anywhere you can. I'd actually like people to order it from maybe their local bookstore or something. And okay, have yeah. it come in. Yeah, but um, yeah, and so now I speak and I mostly speak to women and just go where I'm called, and I love that, and I'd like to do much more. Mm. I'd like to be busy with it because we need encouragement. Yes. We women go through a lot, yep. and we need that. So if I can encourage someone or people in some, this way, like you can have joy regardless of your circumstances, and um, God's with you. And Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. I know um, I mentioned on my podcast last week just how Um, I had shared on episode two about the nearness of God Mm -hmm. and by episode three recording, I'd completely forgotten (laughs) halfway through the week about him being near Mm -hmm. and needed to remind myself and, um, and so therefore ended up reminding my listeners too. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I feel like we need like a constant drip of hope and encouragement because we're getting bombarded from everywhere inside and outside uh sources of discouragement and um just feeling yeah sorrow or getting our eyes down on our circumstances Mm -hmm. instead of looking like you said just if you open your eyes and we'll just Mm -hmm. look we can see god showing up for us every day right uh, moment by moment right um What's one of the things that you maybe have struggled with now, just um, in this stage of your life now that um, Isaiah is at college? Mm-hmm. Like, he's, that's he's amazing. A junior in college, yeah. Um, I think my biggest thing right now, and I think everyone really, is purpose. And what is my purpose here? And Mm. am I living in my purpose? Am I doing what I've been called to do? And I know that I am, but I'm not always sure that I'm doing all of the things, you know, because I was reluctant to do this. I didn't, it's not something I dreamt of doing. Um, And so it's out of obedience, really. And my heart has had to get in line with, that you know we can do what we're told but it doesn't mean we're happy about it and it matters it matters how we obey you know yeah so 
probably just in the last few months and it's been seven years Mm -hmm. probably in the last few months I've fully embraced what I've been called to do but there are moments when I'm like god I'm tired and do people really need to hear something from me today (laughs) you know I don't think I'm that important and you know right none of us are it's not necessarily self-deprecating but you know I think I who am I, God? Why is anyone going to... Why do I matter? Do I need to keep doing this? And usually on those days when I choose to keep going, mm-hmm. I get a message. That was for me. Yes. Or that's exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah. And, you know, so he shows. He reveals himself in that also. Okay, God. Yeah. Okay. Keep going, Christina. Yes. <laughs> you know, just being motivated to do... I'm, I'm tired and, you know... Yes. Just... To continue going, which I think as women, we're just, mm-hmm. we're wives and moms and or career people and whatever it is that we're doing, yeah. we tend to give a lot yes. as women, especially. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, we don't always feel like it. Yeah. So I think that's probably my biggest struggle and just still trusting God with reminding myself over and over again that I can trust God with my children's lives because, you mm-hmm. know, I think, is Isaiah going to be okay? Is he is he going to find a job that he wants? Is he going to be happy? Because he still has a few struggles, but, yeah. I mean, he does what he wants. He Whatever he puts his mind to, he can do. And that's a little that's stressful awesome. for me. Yes. <laughs> you went to Kenya last summer for a month. And, wow. You know, I think God shielded me from the emotions of that until right before he went. Yeah. Everybody was asking me, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Until, I think, <laughs> two days before. Yes. Um, but he went and he lived and had the best time. Wow. And, you know. Yeah. I, I can trust God with my son. I can trust him with my children. Mm-hmm. And before they were born, I made a very intentional decision to give them to God. I, I said, God, they're yours. I understand that they're on loan. Yeah. So I try and remember that always. They're not mine. Yeah. You know, I've I've been given the privilege of impacting their lives in some way yeah but they're not mine they're here for his purposes so yeah yeah just remembering that it's hard to keep our hands open it is with um especially those that are so you know like our our world really our kids and our husband Mm -hmm. is like that's my world yeah so um let's see Um, what is a word that you would give to my friends, um, sisters in Christ who are listening today, um, and facing their own challenges? I would say, believe that God is who he says he is and stay in the scripture that tells us what he will continue to do for us. He's always there, and we know that, we hear that, but believing it, sometimes you have to say it out loud over and over and over again until you believe it. It's okay to say it without believing it, but say it until you do. Yeah. Um, 
and that we don't have to we don't have to fall down and boohoo about every little thing. It's okay to cry. It's important to cry. Yeah. But we cannot stay in those places. It's just because people give you permission to fall apart doesn't mean you have to, you know, because God's always there to put us together. Yeah. And I and I don't mean fall apart like crying and, you know, because we've got to do that, but just letting everything go. Yeah. There's even with loss, Mm -hmm. we've got to acknowledge that we've got to acknowledge and work through that pain, but we don't have to lose ourselves. We don't have to lose who we are. And like I said, God doesn't waste our pain. Yeah. And he can do anything through it and just don't give up period because there is joy on the other side. Joy comes in the morning. Amen. And yeah, it's true. It is simply true. Just open your eyes and and see and ask mm-hmm. for help and accept it. Yes. <laughs> All of that. Don't. Satan wants to keep us in shame, and so that's part mm-hmm. of the reason we don't sometimes reach out, regardless of what we're whatever yeah. it is we're going through. Yeah. Um, that's a Satan thing. God doesn't shame us, mm-hmm. and so find that safe person and say, I'm struggling with this. Yeah. Yeah. And and then we can move on. (laughs) That's beautiful. I love that. Um, Would you do the honors of just praying for, um, for the sisters that are listening and um, yeah, just closing us in prayer. I will. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this time that we've had and I'm picturing all of the sisters out there who are listening, and I ask that you bless their lives and help them to see you and hear you and know you. When they can't feel you, when they can't see you or hear you, just give them an extra dose of something, whether it's through your word or through another person or through a podcast, whatever it is, God. Reveal yourself to them. I pray for strength and hope and joy to be a part of their lives. Yes, Lord. Help them to to just hold on to you even when they're just not sure. Mm -hmm. Just help them hold on and, and trust you. It's the hardest thing to do, God, we know. But you know who we are and you know our struggles and help us to never be ashamed to come to you because you love us more than anything. We know because you sent your son to die for us, knowing who we would be and knowing all of the mistakes we would make and you still did it. I thank you for that and I thank you for your son who makes joy possible, Mm -hmm. who gives us hope in every single day. Just bless each one, and it's in your son's name. I pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much, Christina. Thank you for having me. Wow. What a blessing that was. I'm sure you were encouraged as I was Um, just by Christina's remarkable testimony. Um, You can find Christina on Facebook and Instagram 
um, under her name, Christina Custodio. Um, she also has a website, ChristinaCustodio.com. Let me just spell that out for you in case it's a little confusing. C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-C-U-S-T-O-D-I-O.com. And um, she is available to speak um, if any of you have women's events happening at your church or um, you hear of a need for an inspirational speaker, um, look Christina up. She would love to come and share what God's laid on her heart and her story um, and just inspire women to rise above their circumstances. Um, you can also find the book that she's written, When God Changed His Mind, um, anywhere books are sold. So um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, but she would really love it if you would find a local bookstore um, to support. So um, thank you again to Christina for coming on the podcast as my first um, guest. It was such a privilege to have her um, share from her heart and life experience. Um, so don't forget to hunt me up on Facebook at Sisters in the Spirit. Uh, Facebook group. You can also find me on Instagram at raising underscore rubies times six. Um, would love to be able to um, keep in touch with you either of those ways. And um, if you would be so kind as to leave a rating for this podcast, um, it just takes a second to click the five star star rating and helps to let Apple and Spotify know that this is something people are interested in and will um, bump up the recognizability of this podcast to reach even more people. Um, and if you have a couple minutes to spare, um, writing a review um it does even more for that. So, and those words of encouragement just mean the world. Um, I was reading over the ones that were posted this week and it just really um, blessed my heart so much to know that this podcast is um, touching people and encouraging you. So it just inspires me to continue on. So, Next week's episode, um, in honor of Valentine's, I will share me and Tim's love story, so you can look forward to that, and then um, the week following will be the one um, with my friend Cassie Russell and her story about anxiety and how she overcame that struggle, so a lot to look forward to in the future. So come back next Monday and uh, listen again. Um, thank you again. Love you all. 
Pray God's richest blessings on your week.